That is Mexican songstress Amanda Escovito, along with former Bad Seed, Mick Harvey. Together they've made Phantasmagoria in Blue, a collection of duets, mostly covers, some originals, that have, if nothing else, one common theme, to, as Amanda says, be slow and depressing. Here are Mick and Amanda to explain how this project came together. Well, I think uh, it, it all started as a bit of, um, I asked him for uh, a song so we could interact and he could give me advice. And, and it was just to, meant to be private. I, I didn't think it would become anything more. But I think uh, when we started hearing our voices together and feeling that it was working well and that it was so much fun to do things together, ideas kept coming and it was unstoppable. <laughs> so I think it was when we recorded Phantasmagoria in two. It, it was like, oh, this is really good. I, I, it needs to be out there in the world. And <laughs> it was a bit difficult. It's actually to really good, that, yeah. But it was a really nice idea, I think, <laughs> as well. Hmm. I think the point is that um, the ideas kept coming, which Amanda just said, which is, is the point really for me. And I think we've even been discussing certain things recently about um, just playing things or people presenting things or... Um, people analysing what you've done and really so much of it comes down to ideas and whether the ideas are good and whether the ideas are important to you or mean right. something to you. So, And really the ideas kind of kept coming, mostly from Amanda's side. And I was just like, um, oh, there seem to be a lot of ideas here, <laughs> which right. is, you know, which is, you know, that's the main thing you need. So right. um, that, that suddenly seemed like something that was viable and... Um, had some uh, strength or basis to it. So we started delving further into it and making more stuff and seeing how it went. Yeah, so Phantasmagoria in two is a Tim Buckley song, one of two that you guys sing on the album. Yes. So whose idea was the Tim Buckley? Who was who brought that to the table? If the Amanda brought that. And then I, I mean, Song to the Siren's always been a, a favourite song of mine. So I actually suggested that. I know it's a well-known song. Yep. And uh, we, do, we do prefer, if possible, but just because it's nicer to do songs that are quite obscure, that people might not be familiar yep. with um, or are less likely to be familiar with. Uh, but that one, in the, in the case of that song, it was just always like a, uh, a favourite of mine and, and not really the model, this model coil version. No, no objections about that version but you know sure. I was always a fan of the Tim Buckley original which is a kind of amazing recording as well yeah but also just that it's such a perfectly constructed song and um, it really is written like a duet anyway and no one had done it as a duet so it seemed like an opportunity for me to actually record that song yeah. sneakily. <laughs> and, Amanda how did you get turned on to Tim uh, it's very funny because most of the artists that we covered together are artists that I really like, and most of them I found them because of his music, because Mick done covers of <laughs> Tim Buckley before and stuff, and I right. heard them and I started researching more, and now we have really similar taste in music, but it's like 
sometimes I teach him things uh, he didn't know about those artists and most of the time he's teaching me things and it's like uh, really nice that we have a different perspective on those artists hmm. so yeah something like that like, like, <laughs> um, like most young people um, and like I was when I was younger you know you, you find someone or something you're interested in and you delve into it a long way yep. and these yep. days that is like you can just go all because everything's out there and available now so uh as amanda has uh has engaged with lee hazelwood and tim buckley and different people like this she's just gone she's telling me things about them now and sharing songs of theirs that i didn't know so right. you know because i just only know half the stuff yeah yep, because yep, it I was know never that available wasn't available <laughs> a lot of it until 10 years ago so um yeah uh yeah it's a bit like that so it becomes a a a a, a as a um, you know, a cyclic thing with with the feedback and kind of sharing. It's a very nice yeah. thing. It's like the feeding of the five hundred. I, I've always liked and loaves and fishes. Sorry, sorry. No, I always liked obscure music, but then I found the bad seats and I saw that many artists that they covered or are people that were related had really interesting stuff, and that's what my, like a treasure for me. Like, oh, so so much uh, um, music I can find through them and then I made my research and now it's mostly the things I hear I don't I don't remember my musical life before finding all these things <laughs> so it was really well, an important you know, but point. Amanda also brought some uh, some Spanish yeah. Uh, yeah language songs and ideas to the project which was oh, great too true. and things that I wasn't familiar with at all really in that regard I'm and I'm sure the there's a few more of them sorry yes I'm assuming the blue unicorn is one of them yes yeah my blue unicorn went missing yesterday Was grazing in a field Then just slipped away Any information I will pay It's by a Cuban songwriter called Silvio Rodriguez. And right. it's uh, that's a sort of music that my family listened uh, for many years. I heard that at the family gatherings and stuff. And they are uh, songwriters that are really uh, poetic and uh, uh, in, interested in politics and stuff. Things that are that for me is, is similar than to Leonard Cohen or people like that. Like I, right. I found that, and, and every time I try to share those songwriters with people that speak English, they are not really interested because they cannot connect with them or anything. And I thought it was a perfect way to introduce a bit of their things into the, that, that world and hmm, the right. connection. So, <laughs> yeah, And I like the idea that you guys, you sing it in Spanish, a verse in Spanish and mix things in English and hmm. it kind of... Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, um, it was, uh, it was difficult to construct it at first because the the spaces and I need to make I needed to make some extra spaces in the music and I was hoping it wasn't too confusing and jumbled that uh, right. I guess in a way it's a little bit like doing a running UN translation or something for the benefit of the yeah. you know um and I thought also it was uh I mean it's a very unusual thing to do but I think there is well there is one other example sort of of that, I don't know. Are there more? I mean, there's the Lee Hazelwood one on on Cowboy oh, in yeah. Sweden, yeah. where he translates the Swedish song as she's singing, which is right. it's very cute. But this is done. Uh, he's he does that very much like he's just speaking it, whereas this yeah. one yeah. we're both singing it. So, um, and I I kind of completely forgotten about that 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 
actually wasn't a reference point for me when uh, I had that idea about the unicorn. Amanda had to remind me of that. So, um, uh, yeah, it's an unusual thing to do, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of got a its own kind of beauty to it. It's a very different way of approach, approaching a duet too. Yep, it's yep, a very yep. different style of duet where where effectively, um, I suppose, in, it, a lot of the songs. Oh, sorry about that. A lot of the songs on the album are like uh, a di- dialogues between people, as duets commonly are. You know, they're usually yep. a kind of dialogue between people, and um, that one is interesting in, in, in a way because there's not a dialogue between us, but the lyrics themselves are, are a dialogue. conversation yeah. with the listener. They're a dialogue yeah. with yeah. the listener. So um, yeah. it kind of fits in the, in that yeah. way. Yeah. And did you guys record the vocals in L.A.? Is that where... We recorded a lot of the vocals in L.A., yeah. So what were those yeah. sessions like? You had Alan Johannes working with you, and mm-hmm. what other kind of... What was the... the oh, it was that, basically. I mean, yep. mostly it was to. I mean, I did a lot of my vocal. I think most of my vocals at home right. with my setup. But I think I recorded some of my vocals there, didn't I? Yes, you did. You remember? Yeah, I did do yes, some vocals there. Yeah. And Amanda did most of her vocals there, and um, uh, that, yep. that was just great. We when we recorded three songs there as well with Al. So with Al and with Noramito, the uh, right. engineer, and um, that was really nice because we just expanded the. The songs that we had, you know, from whatever it was, 14 to 17 or whatever they uh-huh. became. And that was really nice. So those are, are they all on the, they're all on the digital version of the album, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. there was Lost Something. No, it wasn't Lost Something in the Hills. It was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost Something in the Hills. Yeah. Lost Something in the Hills. Um, you got me singing and Al Alba we yeah. did in LA with Al. Uh, from yeah. scratch. Like we didn't have yeah. any previous recording of those. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> And, and was there much discussion among you about how you wanted to approach these songs? Who was going to do what and yeah. the, the vibe? Or yeah, I mean, particularly kind of particularly around, well, both those things, actually. Um, I'll, I'll let Amanda speak to the vibe and uh, okay. how, how we wanted the versions to be because she gave most of the information about how to do that and I just <laughs> obeyed her. Um, but with regard to the lyrics, um, you know, the, the, the concepts around the duets and it being all duets, then, yeah, with every song we had to kind of look at or I looked a lot, particularly I think at first, about how it could things could be constructed as a duet and there were a couple of songs that we did that really didn't uh, lend themselves to being handled that way because they were very individually personalised. It was like, oh, we can't really do that one on this project because it doesn't really... We can't really make it into a duet, actually. So... Um, yeah, constructing who sang what was really um, uh, discussed a lot. Yep. And I think I very often presented the first idea around that and then we kind of shaped it. And, you know, every time I'd approach a song, uh, or particularly the um, two-thirds of the songs which Amanda presented, she presented the bulk of the ideas about which songs we should do, I would very often, well, she can tell you, you know, I would ask her how, how the hell am I meant to, what, what do you want me to do with this song? Right. And... Um, um, and I would tell and him what, that I wanted. What, what should I do yeah. with that song, Amanda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I would say that uh, I, I don't know. Just make it slow and depressing, and that was it. <laughs> he, he thought that was slow and depressing. There you go. <laughs> slow and depressing. Yeah, you can do that. And I'd say, yeah, okay, I can do that because I, sometimes I'd be a bit confused, like, well, what about how am I going to do this song? And Amanda would just say, just make it slow and depressing. And I go, okay, 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 well, yeah, I can do that. 
British Columbia is a battlefield. Is, is that something that Amanda thought of? That no, that was actually yeah. one that I presented, and that well, was one of the few songs that appeared into the whole uh, project, kind of from left field in a way. I'd already recorded a strange duet version of it for a play that a friend was putting on, which was okay. to be a version of um, of um, full. Sam what's it called? Full for love. Yeah, the Sam Shepard play. Full for love. And that has a kind of Merle Haggard song in it, but she didn't want to use the Merle Haggard song. She wanted to use a version of Love is a Battlefield. And I was like a bit shocked and like, oh, God, I have to record a version <laughs> of Love is a Battlefield. That's a bit weird. But um, as I worked on it, kind of the ideas for it, then, you know, the whole play is really a kind of exchange basically between there's a third person. But it's basically a kind of endless fights between these two people. So obviously the song itself would need to be kind of a duet so they both sing it. Yep. So I'd already constructed this strange duet of Love is a Battlefield with a kind of countryish feel. And then uh, she couldn't use it in her play. So oh. I very, uh, very boldly suggested to Amanda that maybe we could do a version of that. And I think she was as shocked as I was right. uh, yeah. when I was asked to do it. She was like, really? How are we going to do But then it's, yeah. a very, it's a very different approach. And, um, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> And this, the core of it is a very beautiful song, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, Amanda wanted well, to say something, so I'll okay, shut up. Amanda, no, I just, just saying that I thought it was a joke and I was trying to, like, <laughs> guess if he was serious or not because sometimes he jokes about things and I was like, uh, how should I react to this <laughs> proposition? I, I didn't know if it was serious, but then, like he said, sometimes people miss the lyrics of the original song because it's so rock and roll and it's very loud and stuff. And once yeah, we analyzed yeah. the lyrics, it was like, this is completely in the vibe of the songs we have been doing and the arrangement he did once it became slow and depressing and not country <laughs> it was it was just <laughs> really beautiful and it became one of my favorites actually like oh there you go that's nice yeah yeah, yeah. And as a listener it's like when you hear that when you start to hear the song even if you don't know what the title is the suddenly the lyrics it's like wait a minute i know this song but you don't know quite and then when you get to the chorus it's like holy oh, yeah yeah <laughs> because <laughs> on, on the original it's uh it begins with the chorus so you're right in there yeah. and um, yeah. so uh, my idea with the with things to construct it like a classic like just a traditional country song yep um where you know you start with you know, it's just verse chorus verse chorus and i knew that people wouldn't really recognize the verses because you'd kind of miss them in the original. You just yeah. kind of gloss over them and get back yep. to the chorus, you know. Yeah, and so, the dancing. Uh, yeah, and the <laughs> dancing, yeah, and, and flashing lights or whatever the hell's going on. Um, but, yes, they uh, – but, the you know, they're kind of um, – you know, it's, a, it's basically a well-written tragic love song, really, yep. uh, by a couple of very good songwriters, really. Right. Chap, you know, Mike Chapman and – is it um, is it Gloria? No, I think it's Holly Knightley. Holly, 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 yeah, Holly Knight, Knight yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a co-write, and that's just a you know, it's just a well-constructed song. So it was pretty easy to manipulate into a different shape. 
<laughs> so I, I know you guys got some shows lined up, but have you done some already in the UK? Oh, we've done quite a few shows yep. already. Yep. Even last yeah. year before there was anything available, we did some shows. And um, earlier this year in May, we did 20-odd shows in around Europe um, with uh, JP Charlo and sometimes with others. We kind of did this review show where we all mixed up the, the evening, which was great. And we did more of those in Europe in September and in the right. UK mostly, uh, by which time the album was out. So, um, and we've got, and we did some shows in Australia late last year too. We've just been busy <laughs> trying to keep our hand yes. in or something or get our hand war hands warmed up. Um, and we've got more shows coming up November, December. And I'm right. actually speaking to uh, a New Zealand person now about setting up some shows for yeah. the first weekend of February. And he just oh, got cool. back to me before the before this uh this call fingers crossed <laughs> my fingers are already crossed yes yeah no, so, no it's, it seems very it seems pretty likely actually he's oh, he good. said it's looking likely for the first weekend of february so hopefully we'll be bringing the bring some of the you know presenting this album yep. in new zealand in the first week of february next and, year and, and for you guys what is it like to sing these in front of people as opposed to you know the studio experience? um oh oh well it's um I don't know. I mean, you so in, when you when you're performing live, it's uh, it's kind of a uh, uh, you're very often just kind of in so in the moment and just trying to present the song as best you can that you don't really think about a lot of the surrounding things that are um, happening. I mean, if you're in an energetic show where you're doing a dance routine or or trying to scream at people and the whole audience is going bananas because you're a heavy metal group or something. Um, right. Uh, it's a different. That's a different sort of experience, you know. We're we're trying to pre we're presenting these songs, and it's obviously like a quite a a uh, it needs to be kind of calm and have the the situation where we can really uh, kind of get inside them and present them. So um, it's it has its challenges, but it's also uh, it is really nice singing them live. Actually, right. I must say, when the when everything's going well, it's really nice presenting them live. Right, and there are a couple of covers, or not covers, originals, songs that the two of you written together. So uh, yeah, we've written quite a few songs actually. When I looked at it, but just uh, we we we've kept quite a few of them for uh, the next project. Or that's the I next think, question. Yes. Well, <laughs> so. I think Amanda actually wanted this album to be completely interpretations and translations, and to have no original songs on. And I, I felt that was a bit. Well, obviously, I got my way. Sorry, Amanda. Of course. <laughs> um, she, I think that's correct. Is that correct? I don't want to miss. Well, that was my anything. first idea, but then it, it became really nice for me to, as well to add originals. Because yeah, I mean, I talked. I sort of talked her into it. I think my concern was that we were <laughs> mostly all the ideas were uh, we exchanged them while being in different sides of the world and stuff. So I thought it was easier to approach new. Um, or songs that were already written, so we didn't uh, have th those conversations at the studio. That usually for original stuff, you need to be working a lot in, and being in the same mindset and the same moment. And I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought it was easier, um, and also I thought it was like an, a little bit. It's my first project, so I, I wanted to establish something with this album. Like this is the sort of music I'm interested in, and this is what I can do and this is the sort mm -hmm. of music I like and I don't know because it's just new for me and I thought it was in a bit in a way it was safe but also it was like conceptual so it was a bit of everything to yeah. make it a no bit I got that there was a conceptual background I got there was a conceptual background to you wanting to have it purely covers but I, I, I suppose in connection with my solo albums where I've 
always got a couple of original songs, um, at least a couple. I mean, there's one full album of original songs, but yes. usually I'm kind of interpreting stuff and moving things around and that I will put two or three original songs in there. And I, I, it kind of feels more comfortable to me doing that. Like it's, um, it's, it's giving a grounding to um, a kind of reference point of your, your own uh, presence there, which I don't know, I don't know that, that can kind of interrelate with the rest of the stuff that you've chosen. So in a right. way I felt it was kind of important. Anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm glad they're there. I'm glad the, the <laughs> yes, original songs are in there because they they give they give a point. They do give a point of reference think, to how you know the whole thing. I think once we had enough covers and the theme and or the concept was really clear, it was easier to understand which originals could fit in. And yes. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We had quite a. There were a couple that were pretty much finished, which uh, which we decided not to use because they yeah, them and actually they wouldn't have now. I'm thinking of them. Yeah, they would have been really. They wouldn't have quite yeah. fitted with the mood of the album and stuff like that. So um, we have those, and we'll be working on some stuff in the Australian summer. Right, right. Uh, before we come to New Zealand, to um, <laughs> towards uh, and, and we've also done a whole lot of recordings. We got caught up in uh, uh, tr uh, recording a couple of songs for a tribute to Jackson C. Frank, and we right. just ended up recording m a lot more songs than we were meant to. Cool. So I think we might have a kind of weird kind of bonus project there of like a whole lot of <laughs> Jackson C. Frank right. interpretations, which will be interesting. But we need right. to finish them. Yeah. And my understanding, Amanda, is that you're a filmmaker as well. Are you? Is, um, is that what you were doing mainly before you started making music? Or well, I'm well, curious as to yeah. what your friends and family think about what you're doing now, as opposed to what <laughs> you were doing before. That's a really complicated <laughs> subject. Um, no, before I was studying filmmaking, so I was just in school and I was starting with the filmmaking. Uh, I, I think I, I don't really consider myself a filmmaker yet, but I have been since I was really little been editing video and really interesting in writing scripts and all that so that, that has been always my passion and I was studying it and with this project I had a chance to help with the videos and stuff so now I feel like I, I can well, say geez. that I'm a filmmaker um and I also yeah, Amanda, made, um, and Amanda kind and... of made a, Amanda made a couple of the videos completely yes. herself really directed them and stuff cool. so um and uh, directed and edited all the uh, but there's these mission statements out there. I don't know if you've seen them. They're yeah. on YouTube. Kind of there. Yeah. In fact, I need to put the full length one up. But she Amanda did all of that basically. So you know, she's become a filmmaker, whether she thinks she is or not. I think. <laughs> no, I really would love to keep doing film in my life, but I, I think I'm more like a creative person, and I need to do something, whatever it is, you know, just that I can express my ideas. Sometimes I will be wanting to sing or to write or to paint or so i i don't know really what i am but i'm interested in the arts that's what i can say <laughs> that's okay Actually, i was this i was the same when i was your age i didn't um you know i didn't uh, even when the birthday party broke up i, I wasn't sure if i'd continue playing music because it feels like when you're young really it should feel like everything's possible like you, you yeah. can go in any path you want to you shouldn't feel uh, nail, you know, tied down to a particular thing, and um, I was contemplating moving into doing, being involved with filmmaking as well. And then um, a few months went by, and I got a call from Nick, and ended up being in the Bad Seeds for twenty five years. So you know, the, the, the exactly. you, yeah, you go. Well, I think you go with you, you go. You know, you, you take the 
you follow a natural path in a way. And yeah. you, it's not, I'm not saying, oh, shit, hang on, sorry, I just pulled my headphones out. <laughs> you don't do the, uh, you don't just do the thing that's the easy path. You, you kind yeah. of follow the thing that is, is giving you the, the direction. And, you know. Yeah. So I, I found myself in a good position with music again that was interesting and that just kind of swept me in. So, um, and I haven't regretted it. Yeah, right, right now I'm really enjoying singing. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, not, I'm just saying that music has been really good for me right now, even though I am not really professionally trained. Until This is my first project and my first live performances and everything. So I'm not professionally trained continue. either. Yeah, I didn't. So, it's, it's just what it's happening. <laughs> it and it's a drawback, actually. <laughs> So sorry, what? Did, yeah, um, well, it's great. As I as I said, Amanda, yeah, I'm not professionally trained either. Um, so uh, you know, it's just yeah. it's just experience, right, and right. and I've, I've learned most of what I know from experience. So, yeah. well, Mickey, yeah. you mentioned the uh, bad seeds. I spoke to another one of your old uh, bandmates from Crime and the City Solution the other day, Simon. Oh uh, yeah, you got a new album out. Have you, do you kind of keep up on that stuff that your other guys are doing? Um, uh, I'm aware they just put an album out. I mean, good. it's just Simon and Bronwyn, really. I don't know. The yep, others yep. are all different people. So um, it's, it's a different <laughs> lineup, you know. Yeah, uh, yep. I'm not really familiar with what they've done, but I hope it's good. Right. I hope they, they do justice to my um, commitment to the band over those years <laughs> by making another good album. Yep. I would only wish that they do. So that's, uh, yeah, I hope it's uh, I'll probably I'll get to listen to it sometime. Have you okay. listened to it, Amanda? I heard the singles. I haven't oh, heard okay. the full thing. No, they they're sounding. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Very dark. Album. I haven't even listened to the new yeah. PJ Harvey album. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and it's not because I've been deliberately avoiding it. It's just I just don't get around to listening to things. And um, with something like that, I would feel like I'd have to listen to it at the right moment, like not in yep. the background when I'm going to get disrupted or disturbed by whatever. So I just really haven't sat down and listened to it. And uh, it might take me a few months to listen to I the crime that. album too. Um, so yeah, it's very busy all the time. <laughs> I'm afraid so. Well, I'm ho looking forward to you guys getting busy over here in, in New Zealand because it'd be great. We're looking forward to the shows, and I hope that the album does well. I'm sure it's been out for a month now, so oh, a month or it's yeah, been a longer. Great write-ups, I see. Uh, great. Yeah. It's been, so it's been getting a bit of attention in New Zealand. You've actually seen it there floating around. It's something in the, yes, <laughs> as much as it is. <laughs> it's out. It's out. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. out. It's out. Yeah. All righty. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for spending so much time with me and, and talking about Thank this you, Marty. Really yeah, no, brilliant. No, always, uh, very happy to. That's great.